over the top. You know, for a long time in my life, I've always had a issue. I always considered it a small issue. I'm not good at cleaning my room. I know that seems kind of basic, and it is, so I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, like, for as long as I can remember, even when I did my best to keep my room clean, and it was clean for the most part, I could never do, like, stuff like my mom and my little sister and my dad even. Like, they are bed-making masters. They're bed-making prodigies. When they make a bed, there's, like, no wrinkles in the sheets there's no wrinkles in the comforter the pillows are all nice and evened up and all straight and flat and everything and for some reason like no matter how much i try i cannot i'm not able to do it every time i pull the bed the sheet there's always some other sheet or some other part of the sheet that wrinkles up and then i go over there and then the process continues and recycles itself and now, here I am for 30 minutes just trying to straighten out a comforter. You know, and it gets pretty enraging sometimes. I think, uh, at a, probably at a younger age, I didn't master it completely, and I didn't really lend myself over to mastering that completely. And now this is the result. I'm failing at basic geometry of my bed. That's a tough one. Um, similar thing. And in, you know, kitchen, I've had the kitchen in my house for years. It's been my chore, you know, the dishes, cleaning up all the countertops and stuff like that, making sure everything is clean. And I mean, again, for the most part, I'm doing okay, but it's, you know, just the little things, you know, uh, I'll forget to wipe a certain thing down or, you know, there'll be crumbs in one spot of the floor that I didn't sweep that I didn't get to for whatever reason. And, um, you know, my parents have been drilling it back into the back of my head for the longest. Just, hey, why are you leaving crumbs? Don't do half a job. Don't do 90%. Just finish the whole thing. You know, that's a pretty basic thing. And uh, because it's so small and so minute, I never really thought much of it. Because what are we talking about here? It's a crumb. You know, I mean, like, if I'd have seen it, of course, I would have picked it up. But if I didn't see it, then I mean, like, you know, is it really the biggest deal in the world? I mean, there's got to be a seal stuck on a beach somewhere. There's got to be something more important than this crumb. <laughs> right? There's got to be something more important than this crumb. Hmm. Well... It's not important until you get your first job. And then you find out that the small details are everything. And that mindset will fail you. My first job was a Popeye's. Um, not too far away from my house. Uh, Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits. No, actually, it's a difference. There's a difference between Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits and Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. We were actually at least Louisiana. Wow. We were actually a Louisiana kitchen. And that just means we have like more menu options or whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, I worked at a Popeye's and, you know, I mean, obviously it was my first job on the books. 
So I was happy to, you know, have a job at this point. You know, I've been looking for a job. We had just moved and I've been looking for a job for like months. It was close to seven months. I didn't have a job, I think. First got up here and that's just a tribute to God's grace and blessings. But anyway, I finally got this job and it is speed, 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 speed. Anybody who's worked in the fast food industry will tell you that it's all about attention to detail. It's all about remembering what the customers are telling you, what you have stocked, what you need, what you have and what you don't have, what drinks you're offering, the LTOs, the limited time offers for the month. It's all inclusive. And if you're not paying attention 100% of the time, then you're going to make mistakes eventually, you know? At a certain point, you're going to mess everything up. And this happened, maybe there was something that happened maybe like a week and a half, two weeks in. Um, I was working during the daytime. I was working the day shift from noon till about like five or six p.m. But um it was noon. It was a day in the middle of March or April, around the time of the year I'm actually recording this, actually. It's funny. But it was around that time of the year, and it was just, it was around like maybe, I want to say either 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, somewhere around there. It was around the lunch break, lunch rush, so... Obviously, everybody that's working in offices or whatever, whatever, you know, they usually take their lunch around that time. So we usually get an influx of people coming in, getting lunch. So it usually gets pretty busy. And I was working that day uh, and I was working with my manager. It's just me and manager and a cook. You know, we had like a skeleton crew, which isn't too bad. We're able to usually bang stuff out like that. But um, we were working and we had a bunch of orders that came in. And I had messed up like eight orders in a row. These people, I believe, had wanted, I forget exactly what it was. I had forgotten if it was either they had wanted uh, uh, chicken pieces, like whole pieces, like legs and thighs and wings and stuff. And I had put in their orders as chicken tenders or if they had wanted all their stuff mild and I had given it to the spicy or whatever, whatever. Uh, the point is, I put like mad orders in the queue in the wrong way. And so when we had all those orders, my manager had made a call back to our fry cook to, you know, make the drops based off of what I put in the system. And one thing about Popeyes is that the stuff at Popeyes takes longer like it's not regular fast food like we use real chicken we season it ourselves it's actual like it's like poultry produce um we season it ourselves we fry it in the store so nothing is really pre-made like that um and so it takes some time when we don't have chicken in order to keep fresh chicken we have to you know take time you know to make the chicken so basically my manager had called back the wrong, we call it drop, the wrong drop, the wrong uh, order for chicken based on what I had put in the system. And so what ended up happening is that 
15 minutes passes, the chicken comes up and everything is wrong. And so the people who were there waiting for 15 minutes had to end up waiting 35 minutes, 40 minutes because of one little thing that I wasn't paying attention to. And as I was studying for this episode, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how that relates back to me not cleaning my room. Because the two, even though they don't seem related, because I wasn't focused in one area, because I didn't master the basics in one area, people lost time on their break. Because for years, I hadn't been focusing on my bed. For years, I haven't been focusing on those dang crumbs. And now, people are losing their dang time. And I'm losing my dang job. It's dang money. (laughs) But seriously, you see the chain reaction there? One leads into the other. And this would have been an easier transition to working there if... I had just been focused on what my parents had been trying to drill into me from the start. The important thing is this, is that you can't expect to take on more responsibility if you can't master the responsibility that's in front of you first. You can't master anything else unless you master the foundation. If you build your foundation, because nothing works just like a building. Nothing works without the foundation. If your foundation is messed up, then everything you try to do from that point will be messed up. And it may not catch you event. It may not catch you in the moment. But at some point down the line, because remember, I've been working there for two weeks or a week and a half already. This is the first time that it had caught up to me. At some point, your lack for the fundamentals, your lack of the basics is going to end up costing you in the long run. I think about back to when I was a kid. I was about five years old. I played one thing about me. I've played baseball for pretty much all of my life. So uh, it's a big part of me. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. It's what I love to do. I love hitting. It's just part of who I am. And when I was first learning to play, I was five years old. I was getting ready to into the peewee league in our neighborhood. And my dad uh, was teaching me how to swing. And we would go to the batting cage. Sometimes we would go to the park and he would toss baseballs up against the fence. Shout out Third Street, Fifth Ave. But we would go to work and he would just toss me these balls. And he always told me something to keep my elbow up. In baseball, you always want to keep your back elbow up. If I'm a right-handed hitter, then I want to keep my right elbow up so that when I follow through with the swing, the elbow, because it's up, it helps me keep my bat level. If I drop my elbow while I'm swinging, it changes the angle that the bat swings at. And now I can even miss the ball or just bash it into the ground or pop it up, what they call pop up, where you just launch it pretty much straight up into the air and it doesn't go anywhere and it gets caught by somebody for an out. 
And that and all of that because of something as simple as just dropping your elbow. Doesn't seem that important. It doesn't sometimes it might even be uncomfortable remembering to keep that joint up. But it is the gateway to success. This one little minuscule thing that most people wouldn't even pay attention to. You talk to a casual baseball fan or somebody about that, they're not going to tell you about keeping your elbow up, you know? But you look at the pros. The guys with the best averages have the best mechanics. The guys who are able to meet the ball are able to keep their bat on a level plane so that they're able to see the ball, hit the ball, and the bat goes where they want it to go because they're keeping their elbow up. This is the importance of learning the basics in our lives. You cannot move forward without mastering the basics. It's integral to everything you do. In life, if you're not progressing past one point, there's no way you can progress to that next point. It's easy to obtain something, but can you maintain it is the question. And you can't maintain anything. You can't maintain a relationship if you're not paying attention to the small details. If you didn't learn about this person before you married them or started going out with them, now you're learning more and more things about them that you don't like and you wouldn't have even progressed past them, past the point with them. I'm sorry. You wouldn't have progressed past the point with them if you had known about everything, every single problem that they had. Because some of that would have been a turnoff to you. It would have been unappealing. A lot of times when you look at couples and they talk about stories about how they've been married 15 years, 20 years, and then all of a sudden they get divorced. It's because over 15 years, you're when you marry somebody, you're making a commitment to them for life. A lot can happen in 15 years, man. You can see things over 15 years. You're going to see things in 15 years. And if you're not careful, if you rush into stuff, so the Bible says, don't awake love until it's time. Love will come at the proper time. You cannot rush into a marriage. Because when you rush into a marriage, now you're finding out stuff about the person that if you would have known about that beforehand, you would have never married them in the first place. You might have even broken up with them on the spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is why it's so important to have a foundation. This is why it's so important to have the basics. Um, God won't allow you to progress forward until you can get over the hurdle you're struggling with. There was one point in the Bible. Um, of course, y'all know this is a Christian show. We're going to reference God in the Bible all the time. Um, there was a point in the Bible where Jesus is talking to the people and he's talking about his teachings. 
he's talking about what he said and he's basically telling them that you know anybody who follows me and follows what i say is like building their house on a solid rock it's like building your house on rock through the rain and through the floods and through the tsunamis and everything on this earth that comes its way that house won't collapse because it's built on something solid the wise builder saw that there was the potential saw what he wanted to build and chose the proper place to build it he laid the foundation for it even though it takes a long time because you can't just drill in the rock you know what i mean you can't just build on top of a rock you have to go into the rock build into it demolition get your frame your structure right but the builder saw the potential knew that there was the possibility and then got it done mastering the foundation of what he was trying to build and then jesus talks about the other person he talks about the person who builds the house on sand why because sand is easy sand is easy to just put it in the ground because sand shifts sand is you know you just move it out the way but when that same storm comes and those same floods come which one is going to be left standing the rock that's built into the the house or excuse me the rock the house that's built into the rock or the house that's built into the sand that moves and shifts and wa gets washed away when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house it will collapse with a mighty crash you can't skip over your foundation your foundation is everything no foundation no house no foundation no relationship no foundation your investments go poor And so when we look at our lives and we're getting stifled, when we feel like we're not progressing the way we should, we have the vision for the house and we're trying to build a house, but for some reason, it's just not working. Instead of being upset because we can't see why it isn't working, I know in my experiences, a lot of times it's just been God saving me from myself. And so I think the question we all need to ask ourselves when that happens is what is God trying to show me or teach me? What is he saving me from? Because the fact of the matter is this, is that God sometimes saves us from building our house on sand. Even though we want it now, he saves us because he knows that the storm is coming and he's saving us from ourselves, setting ourselves up for failure. So we need to ask ourselves, what is he trying to teach me? How is this obstacle stopping me? And is it something that I thought wasn't too much of a big deal? Was it something that I had just brushed aside that I thought wasn't as important? 
They, it says in the Song of Songs, one of the books of the Bible, it says it's the foxes that ruin the vineyards. The vineyards. I think that's how you pronounce it. Vineyards. It's the foxes. The little foxes. Foxes are not big. Foxes are small. They're sly. They're not like wolves. You know, wolves are one thing. Wolves are like, they have they go in packs. They're alphas. They run, th- they run stuff. But it's not the wolves that we're afraid of. It's the fox. It's something that's small, doesn't do a lot of damage, isn't necessarily a threat that sneaks into our garden and ruins the whole thing. It's the small things that we don't pay attention to that can determine our success or failure. And I'll be the first to tell you, man, in every area of my life, I can raise my hand and say and promise to you, when I've committed myself to mastering the basics, when I put in the work to what I thought was mundane, what I thought was boring, what I thought was redundant, what I thought was repetitive, when I devoted myself to mastering that first, Then moving on to the next level, I have always succeeded. At work, I've always succeeded. In school, devoting myself to my studies, always succeeded. Singing, in my singing, since I started actually taking singing seriously in high school when I was in chorus, always succeeded. And I'll leave you guys with this story. Uh, my junior year, it was the first year that I joined chorus. I joined chorus late. I wasn't in it to start high school. I joined like midway through. And at the beginning of junior year, I had gotten in to high school uh, or gotten into high school chorus, I should say, music. And, you know, I loved singing. I had already been singing at my youth group for a couple of years, but I wanted to just take that next level because there are people who are just masters of singing. They get it normally. They get it just basically better than everybody else. They've been practicing since they were kids. And I was just trying to keep up. And so uh, I joined chorus and I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. And... Of course, we get sheet music and you have to read sheet music, be a good sheet music reader, a good music reader to like, you know, move on and stuff. And, you know, I never learned how to read sheet music. And so when we would be in class, I would just kind of like try to remember, you know, like all the notes that we had went over in class, whatever, whatever, what had happened. And... I never really put in the time to learn these, uh, learn the sheet music and learn how to read it for myself. I always just kind of blended in with everybody around me and just saying what they say. And that was working until the day we had voice testing. If you don't know what voice testing is, it's basically when your teacher, they pull one person from each section, puts together like a four part choir with one person each doing each part and they make you sing your part and then they grade you based on 
how well you sung your music. And I was like, oh, snap, I'm screwed right now. But there was a saving grace. I thought I was going to be able to sing with one of the seniors and hide behind them. But then my teacher, I'll never forget, she'll say, uh, we'll just use fake names for the purposes of this. Because <laughs> I have to hit them up and see if they remember this story. But she, my teacher was basically like, James, sit down. Jake, stand up so Caleb can't hide behind James. That was literally what she said. And it's the names, of course. Yo, I was so dread, man. I was like, dude, this is not going well right now. Long story short, bomb the test. My music teacher looked at me and said, what do you think I should give you for that exam? And I was honest. I was like, hey, I think I should get a 65. I sucked. It's cool. <laughs> I can take an L, you know. But from that day on, I promise never again would I ever be embarrassed like that. And so what I ended up doing is every night I would take my music binder home and I just look at the music. I'd have no idea what I was looking at, but I would look at the music and I would just look at it and stare at it and not know what I was doing, but I was trying to figure it out. Eventually I got a music theory app on my phone that helped me out so I could know what I was actually doing with my life when it comes to music. And over time I started getting better and better and better and better and better. Until eventually, I was, we had another voice test and I was killing them. I was the best in my class. I was killing them in voice tests, in voice testing. I was holding my basses down. I was a bass, which is more like a baritone and mixed, but you know, neither here nor there. But I was holding it down for basses. I was holding it down. I was that guy. And my teacher eventually said, Caleb, we want to do Glory by John Legend in Common as the finale of our winter concert this year. Of course, the school year started in September. This is probably happening around, so this probably happened around like late October, early November of junior year. She told me, she talked to me, she brought me in the back and she said, Caleb, I want you to try out for this solo for the winter concert. And then that's a whole story of its own. I had to, I had the solo that I didn't have, and then I worked my butt off and I got it again. But and I'll probably finish that another day. But long story short, I ended up closing out probably one of the best concerts Brooklyn Tech has ever put on, all because I was able to focus on what's important, not trying to go past, not trying to be somebody I wasn't just focusing on the basics and the basics led to the success at the end thank you so much guys for listening and i'll catch up with y'all soon all right love yourselves and love each other love god all right i'm out take care wash your hands man <laughs>